Welcome to Chromecast. Tech it out. Hosted by service-centric, people-first, UK technology consultancy, Chrome Technologies. Welcome to Chromecast. Tech it out. I'm Sam Major. I'm back once again with my business partner, Griffin. Hey, Sam. I'm here to talk about cloud optimization. Yep. Exciting stuff. Not yep. can be. Um, but it can be very unexciting should you get it badly wrong, which is something we've also... Very painful. Thought, should you yeah, very painful. Wrong. We've seen that on a few occasions. So uh, I'm going to kind of chuck it your way. Just the three things we're going to work through uh, just you and I today. Sure. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about what is it, mm-hmm. why is it important, yeah. and how, how do you do it. Cool. All right, let's jump at number one. What is it? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, so cloud optimization is... Um, it's kind of two things. Mm-hmm. So it's using cloud in the best way possible, yep. obvious, the optimization piece. But the thing that most people talk about when they talk about cloud optimization is cost optimization. They are two different things. They but are, but they're is, kind of hand in glove though, right? If you if you put it together badly, it will cost more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or, or not even necessarily badly. If you put it together without paying attention to the small print, basically, it's yeah. the same thing as... That's nothing new under the sun. Historic con- contracts would have been, okay, here's the small print. If you don't read it properly, you're going to pay this much per minute for your calls to Afghanistan or whatever it might be, and you yep. suddenly get stung with a huge phone bill. Cloud's got kind of the same thing. Is There's some great services out there, does a lot of good stuff, but actually, if you don't read what you're subscribing to when you subscribe to it and you just sign up and put everything in there, then you can end up with some some challenges. So, yeah, the, co- the cost piece is, is the piece that most people refer to when they talk about cloud optimization. But actually, the technical piece is okay. How do you pick the right service? What do you do? And that's mm. the that's the bit that then leads to the cost optimization. Yeah, I guess there's been, <clears throat> as we've seen, and this is not you talked about it many times over, the the big push to the cloud and and gut right. There's still throwing numbers around about how much be done in cloud, this that and the other. And it's as we've seen, the bit I'm most conscious of when we've we've had and I'm having conversation with people that have kicked off their cloud journey either recently or sometimes quite a while ago. It's the, the biggest got drive scene. The first thing we ask is, did you just lift and shift it? Because we often see that, yeah, we took it exactly as it was and we, we put it in the cloud. And guess what? It's not very efficient. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you don't, if you, it's that same thing again. Don't do it properly. Just do a, a quick off you go and it's all there. Then you can suddenly find yourself lumbered with a very large bill. So, yeah. I mean, when you get onto the why is it important, it's that bill piece. It's the environmental aspects of it. So of course, same yeah. thing as if you're running a data center in your building and you've got, uh, or a, or in a data center for that matter, uh, <laughs> and you're looking at the efficiency of it, the people like Microsoft, Amazon, et cetera, Google, they have hugely, hugely, hugely efficient data centers. Mm. Like I mean, they're achieving efficiencies that just wouldn't be dreamed of in, in lots of other data centers, but it still costs around a machine. Course, you turn yeah. the machine on, it's still generating heat, it's still consuming power. It's still yeah. doing all of that stuff that consumes resources that ultimately that optimization is for there for environmental reasons. Mm-hmm. If you run it and you use it, it's going to cost you money. Yeah. That sort of stuff basically is is the okay, we need to need to care for that as much as if you put it in an on-prem data center. Whatever. Say, is it, if you had it on-premises, same yeah. thing, right? You same principle. It, are we are we Obviously, a lot more now than than historically. It used to be you put them into into a server cab, either on premise or a colo. Hmm. People didn't think about that. You know, you, you spent your money on it, and that was kind of it was done. Yeah. Uh, and if it created a lot of heat, well, you put more air conditioning. You turn the air conditioner off, or, or you know that yeah. sort of stuff. People are obviously a lot more cognizant of the impact. And you are right. You know, you put it into a very efficient data hall. Whoever owns it. But you are right, you know, if you're not using, you spin up 100 VMs, it's saying use 50 of them. Well, mm. that's massively 
inefficient. And there is, whilst you've offset it, you've put it somewhere that is more efficient, there's still an impact. Yeah. It, it, it still creates heat and all the rest of it uses power that's just not being used. So it's looking at the the efficiency and the impact in that model as well. Even though you've, you've not made it someone else's problem, it's still your problem, our problem, everyone's problem. But it's out of sight, out of mind, though. That's, the, that's, 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 that's exactly the issue, it. is that people go, okay, I've put it all in the cloud, it's not my problem anymore, and until the bill comes. Mm. I think that's driven partly then by the, how do you monitor that? And, and, and yeah, that's come, not a dark art, because tools are available, I'm sure we can talk about it, but you know, it, it's, you put it in there and it works. You've done, you've, you've ticked some boxes. We went cloud first, right? We, we, we've hit partner mm-hmm. strategy. It's working. That's great. Uh, and and that's, if, it, if it isn't too cost inefficient, if it's sat within our budget, well, then it is now outside our mind. We're not necessarily looking any further. And we know that if you do look further, you could be more efficient from both an environmental and a cost. Yeah, absolutely. And then we've got the security angle, obviously. So you have virtual machines running in your data center. They're an area for compromise or attack, potentially. If you forget them or forget to patch them, you've got the same thing going on with cloud. You've got that out-of-sight, out-of-mind thing going on where you've, you've built a load of machines. And even with shadow IT, where someone else has built a load of machines and you're not even realizing they're there, you've got that that area where people can pick on. And if you're not maintaining and not looking after them, not only are they costing you money, but they're an attack surface. It's a threat vector. Yeah, yeah, it's a threat vector. So you shut that sort of stuff down and you say, okay, let's get all that shut down. Not only is it then not a threat vector, but it's also saving you money. And it's, it's the consumer pay-as-you-go consumption, albeit that you have, again, discounts for commitment and all the mm-hmm. rest of it. But the effectively pay-as-you-go mentality of the cloud um, means that you can turn around and say, where historically you'd have invested in that VMware estate and said, Oh, that, that VM is running 16 gig of RAM, it only needs eight, but it doesn't matter. We've got plenty of headroom in the system. Yeah. You're actually trying to get rid of headroom in the system altogether when you're optimizing because you're trying to say, all right, the more headroom I have, the more I'm paying for, even if I'm not using it. Yeah. And the ability to move that dynamically is a big thing these days as well. So, I mean, that's that's coming onto the tool thing as well. Well, maybe we should go into that because that's where, <clears throat> excuse me, I've looked recently, I know you've been looking in the team and looking at different tools to kind of do the right sizing bit, but automatically because otherwise someone is having to look at that and you're adjusting thresholds and this that and the other and then then it's inefficient because you're taking up a member of staff just to do the management thereof if we can actually you know use the correct tool set and a lot of thought has to go into what is the correct tool set for your particular use case it's it's not there is no panacea as far as i'm concerned at the moment i'm sure there'll be a market leader at some point that will potentially outstrip them all but right now there's a good choice for different depending on what hyperscale you use and 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 how many you might consume as to the different tool sets you can use to to do as you've said there do the monitoring piece and then adjust it as we need as we burst let's use more but as we come out of that we'll downsize it again because even if you if you burst up let's say and it's down to an individual to to move that and then it's up to an individual to let's let's resize it again if you miss that by hours or days, mm. then that impact, depending on the size of operation, could be enormous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you if you get into tools, you've got the big hyperscaler sort of AWS, Microsoft. They've got tools in there. Microsoft's got cost management that will do Azure. It'll also look at AWS. Okay. Um, AWS has the uh, compute optimizer that will allow you to look at what you're doing and 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 try and work out where to how to right size your your resources, mostly within the AWS estate. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at those sorts of tools and then you've got third-party vendors, people that you've known for years, like VMware or IBM. Mm. You've got um, what was Cloud Health, it's now ARIA, um, and you've got um, IBM's one that you were talking about the other day. Yeah, Turbonomics. Yeah. So, 
and, and those tools are doing it from the perspective of having no vested interest, mm. but um, there's an underlying theme there that is, okay, how do we move these things around and make yeah. some revenue for a historic or a traditional vendor, historic vendor, that's the wrong way of putting it, but a traditional vendor that's done more of a, an on-prem <clears throat> environment that now you're moving into, right, they can work in the cloud and help you optimize how you're spending your money with the big boys in the cloud space. Yeah. Um, but they have different levels of automation, different levels of manageability. So it's really picking the right one for the client and saying, okay, what do you use? Do you use 17 different clouds? You get things like uh, like um, VMware's Cloud Health or Aria will look down at things like Alibaba Cloud. Now, they're fairly sort of down the list of things you use, but it depends on where your business is based. If your business mm. has got a large footprint out in China or something, you might be making big use of that. Um, so it really depends on what you're using which is the, to, to decide which is the right tool and then how well do you implement that tool. Well, and the tools will help you look at the concurrent spend of, okay, if you take a compute resource, so say an Azure VM or an EC2 instance in AWS, and mm -hmm. that's a VM that's this big and it only needs to be this big or it's this big and it should be that big, um, and, and moving it around to, to right-size that, it doesn't look at right-sizing between services. So if you take, as a really simple example, you could take um, Active Directory and say, historically, we've run Active Directory, so I'm going to go and build some domain controllers in Azure as compute instances. But actually, should I be using Azure AD to do that? Yeah. Or... Okay, historically, I've built a SQL Server and I've run a SQL Server cluster, which will be two virtual machines with two SQL Server licenses, and they're clustered together, or however you do that. And then you've got clustered instances within Azure or in EC2 or whatever, that, or actually within AWS, that will give you the ability to say, we're not actually using the underlying software that we used to use at all. We're getting mm. the same end result, the same service end result, and it's picking that service end result correctly mm. that sometimes says you don't run the virtual machines at all and you do it completely differently but that's a whole nother level of optimization as well that doesn't tend to get picked up by the tools the tools yeah. are generally comparing within a bracket and then you've got to have somebody who knows what they're talking about to compare outside of that bracket and really look at true optimization to then give the the, the business the ability to charge it back pick different organizational course, units all that sort of, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And those, again, different tools will allow you to build in that cross-charge, will allow you to build in different departments, different labeling for systems or tagging for systems to allow you to work out where it goes. Yeah. But all of that should be in your in your cloud optimization strategy. Yeah. Now, looking at, I guess, the, to just the way I think about things, the cloud optimization, we're talking very much about hyperscalers, but can we pull that tool set into, because most operations <clears throat> are hybrid, mm -hmm. and whilst there is still a lot of noise around, everyone will be, it's cloud first, I think, well, we don't disagree, um, that, that most enterprises are and will probably remain hybrid. Yep. And you're seeing a lot of the tooling, though, that we can use to manage hyperscalers coming down on hmm. edge, sorry, not on-prem. Um, but we are, you know, you see, like, um, I forget the, what's the Dell Edge tool, HCI platform? VxRail. VxRail, but he uses no Azure HCI. Ah, That's right, yeah, the Azure actually. So we're now seeing the way we manage Azure, but we're seeing that on the edge or on-premise, whatever you want to call it. So yeah. now, you know, that same tool set and the optimization piece actually goes across both yeah. elements, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and and you're back into the thing we've said multiple times, sort of predictable workload, cheaper to run there, yeah. burstable workload, cheaper to run there. Um, and then let's look at what's the... manage that but, correctly. But if you use the right tool and it's doing the, automa the automation, so... Some of the third-party tools have really high levels of automation. Some of the 
the built-in tools have sort of scripted automations or web hooks or things like that you can connect to at the back back end but if you're using that you can move those resources around completely mm. and and realistically if you buy a fixed asset as a piece of hardware that's in a data center and then you're using cloud to supplement that yeah. you should be filling that fixed asset as full first. as possible yeah, yeah. first and then bursting and that's how you get the maximum efficiency out of that but again it's it's very much looking at it on a customer by customer basis or client by client basis and making sure that you say, what's the right thing for this business and how do we make that work for them whilst helping them? It's just down simple, simple thing. So do you want that on a one year or a three year commitment? That's a massive saving from a yeah. cost perspective. But realistically, if you do that before you optimize, you can end up really stuck because you've just committed to three years and suddenly realize you only needed a quarter of it. Very true. So, so again, it comes back to, it sounds like we beat the same old drum, but it's, it's, Look at the data, audit first. Yeah. Kind of, you know, measure measure twice, cut once. Due care and attention. Yeah, absolutely. So just understanding what the the what is the business trying to achieve, what is the best tool set uh, or product to invest in and why. And as long as you've got that mapped out prior to any commitment, then yeah. we should be good. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But certainly look at what you're doing because it's it's amazing how much all of a sudden you can go, I can make that a heck of a lot more opt oh, more optimized yeah cool Brilliant. efficient that's the word i was looking for that'll do um, we'll finish on that word efficient thank you rupert mm-hmm. cheers and thank you for joining us in this edition of chromecast check it out you can like subscribe comment and share and join us again next time take it out we hope you have enjoyed this episode for more information or to speak to chrome visit www.chrome.co.uk spelled k-r-o-m-e That's chrome.co.uk.